Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, March 12th, we look at Lesson 11, Jesus, author and perfecter of our faith. Together, as we look at Hebrews 11 and 12, we'll see how to make that faith even stronger. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, excited about this Lesson 11, Jesus, author and perfecter of our faith, and our memory text is coming from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. This is the New King James Version. It says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that amazing? Uh, once again, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And Michael, right away, uh, I know we're going to talk about this just in, here in just a little bit, but, sure. but what does it mean to be the author and finisher of our faith? Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, the author is somebody who is producing and writing something and, and Buster, you and I've been talking about this cause I'm just finishing up a book and I'm going, pulling my hair out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just glad to see it like get done, but it's this birthing process. It's gets the process started. Right. And, and, uh, the perfecter is this whole thing that, um, is, is that gradual process of, of in, in the case of Scripture here, character development, right? Right. And, um, and, and speaking from an authorial viewpoint here, um, when you're trying to produce a book, you're making revisions. And it's not like you write one time. I guess maybe there's some people that are geniuses, and they just write one time, and then it's like <laughs> a hop. I'm done. Poof. You know? And, I wish. Uh, um, but most the best books, I think, are the ones that where you work hard at them and you improve them and you get feedback from people. And and I think that's kind of how it is in the Christian experience. And this is um, in the context of spirituality, where Jesus is that author of our Christian experience. He, Ooh. the Holy Spirit initiates okay. that in our lives and and then continues working. He doesn't give us give up on us. He just says, you know, I I see that potential. I see where you're going, and and I love you. And that growing, that character development. So so Michael, I hear you correctly. The author and finishing of our faith is both cyclical and linear. So it's going around so, the cycle yeah. and it's moving forward with mm-hmm. Christ, right? Yeah, I, I like that. Kind of like a GPS, right? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, took a wrong turn, but here's how to redirect. Exactly. We're still going to make the destination. Love okay. it. Okay, I yeah. love that. So tell us about uh, Sunday's lesson, The Righteous Will Live by Faith. So this is this uh, classic text uh, that's here uh, quoting um, Isaiah and Habakkuk. Um, and it says, To not throw away our confidence, be richly rewarded. Uh, verse 36 and I, again, I'm reading from the NIV here. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about. That persevering, right, is the right. continuing, that sanctification of the Christian experience, right? Uh, and then uh, this is the promise uh, for in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And then here's the second text um, from Habakkuk. Uh, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Um, And this text here, the righteous one will live by By faith. faith. And and at the very end of verse uh, 39 here, which is also this passage here, uh, to those um, 
but those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved, right? So this right. process of salvation that God's talking about, but it's salvation through faith. Um, and I, I think that's just really um, important. I, I just met with a student. I guess we, we've been going through the whole 1888 saga and Adventist history. And, I, you know, um, we have wonderful pioneers, but this is kind of one of those low points, the setback, right? Right. Where you um, – and even Ellen White was opposed when Jones and Wagner brought this message, this Christ-centered message um, – the, the message uplifting Christ, Ellen White said, you know, and justification by faith and surety, the third angel's message and verity, all this great 19th century language. Right. But what she's basically saying is if we focus too much on ourselves, focus too much on the law, we're actually missing to whom the law points to. Mm. And this is what the same passage in Habakkuk or, or actually in Hebrews it's <laughs> it's quoting, um, the righteous shall live by faith, faith. because too often – Buster, we just make salvation about ourselves and what we can do and our achievements rather than it being about Jesus and what he can do. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, by faith, um, there's some biblical examples. I think Abraham Buster uh, guide yes. us through that. So, you know, uh, it starts off with Hebrews 11.1, 1, but this mm -hmm. section's actually on Monday's lessons talking about Hebrews 1 mm -hmm. uh, through 19. Now, I will wow. not, listen here, usually we say I'm not going to read it all, and we end up reading it all. I really will not read it all this time, but okay. I'm hoping and praying that yeah. our audience, mm -hmm. that you will actually go through this verse by verse because mm. there's such a rich depth of history, mm -hmm. of real accounts of people that are in the Hall of Fame of Heroes of Faith, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And there's many more that are not written here. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the Word of God. It says the Word is still being written, right? It is. The testimonies are still being written about our mm -hmm. faith. Hopefully, mm -hmm. one day in heaven, we'll get to see our names written down. Absolutely. About things that we've overcome and done. Yeah, but, salvation's uh, history isn't over yet. Yes, there we go. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, this is English Standard Version. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And it talks about faith here as confidence, right? Having confidence in God, having confidence in, in what God is doing in our lives. But one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible, five and six, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. But listen to this. And without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I love the, the mm. New King James Version says that yeah. diligently seek him, right? Mm. And so we kind of see here what's, what's happening. Um, many of, uh, most of most of our audience is quite familiar with this passage, uh, but it asks this question here. What did these heroes of faith do that exemplified their faith and how are their actions related to the hope of things not seen? Mm. And, and it's simply... These are people that chose to trust God yeah. rather than trust even themselves. They trusted mm. God mm -hmm. more than they trusted themselves. Mm -hmm. Think about Abraham who was called to get up, go to a land that he had never heard of, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and leave his father and and take a caravan of all these people and say, trust me. And he says, okay, God, I'll do that. Yeah. And he wasn't flawless in this, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, he messed up a couple of times yeah. by saying, this is my sister, which is a half lie, half well, anyways. Right. But, <laughs> Uh, we, we see that he is still mentioned as mm -hmm. one of the heroes of faith because mm -hmm. he still, in the end, decided, God, I'm, I'm going to trust you. And so uh, Enoch, all the way to 
uh, Abraham. We're going to mm-hmm. get a little bit later to, to Rahab. These are people that said, God, what it is that you've asked me to do, I will do it. Wow. And so with that being said, Michael, tell us a little bit about Hebrews 11, 20 through 28, Moses believing in the unseen. Yeah, right. So this this whole thing, and, and I was just thinking about what you were talking about, how right. many stories like Abraham give me hope. Yes. Because, yes, you know, just thinking, you know, they didn't have a perfect track record. And, uh, you know, I just had some conversations in our own own home recently, you know, and and this whole question of, you know, it's it's a maturing process. And as a parent and you're yes. looking at your kids, you know, it's a maturing process. And 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 I, I, I sense sometimes, you know, there's this thing, you know, I just wish I didn't ever make any mistakes. Right. <laughs> I, I wish to. That, and, and, and I was and part of that conversation was exactly Buster. Um, and 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 but mistakes are how we learn. Now, the problem is if you're making mistakes just to make mistakes, that's a problem. Right. But hopefully, hopefully we're learning from those mistakes. And that's the beauty of Scripture here. Uh, and we've got several passages, uh, Hebrews 11, first of all. I'm not going to read all of these again. Like you said before, uh, go back and, and study these as you're going through your lesson this week. You know, this particular passage talks about Isaac. It talks about Joseph. Right. Um, talks about Moses' parents who hid them. Uh, when he was born, uh, all of those things are reminders of God's leading in the past. In fact, even it goes on to describe his own journey, Moses's own journey, uh, and how God was able to lead him uh, through that. So it's a matter of trust, and it's by faith, just like uh, what is ta- we've been talking about through this whole lesson here is this. It's not some kind of magical superpower or secret knowledge. It's actually just really that simple. It's really right. that simple. Um, and uh, kind of going on to, to some of the remaining verses here in Hebrews 11, uh, it talks about verses 24 to 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the part that I want to call your attention to is actually the second passage um, at the bottom of, the, of, of Tuesday's lesson, I guess, um, where at the very end is sort of this admonition here Um all of these are for examples, right? Right. And then at, at verse 34, the end of verse 34, talks about uh, being in prison, having your property confiscated. Uh, but it's, and I, this is the part I love, is after all of that and all these foibles and flawed people in salvation history, it says, because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So that's in contrast to the all the stuff that's taken away and prison but then here's the key thought here verse um, 30 35 so do not throw away your confidence it will be richly rewarded Mm. and and so when we know that there is hope there you go uh that then there is something holding on to hope right yeah holding on um and i i just think that that's uh just incredible it's powerful when we know that Jesus is the center of our faith, uh, that Jesus is the one, you know, this this whole idea that he's the one that sustains us, that by his righteousness, all of this, right. we have hope. Uh, to kind of take it and make it real here, right? Right, please. Is, Break you know, down. right now we're having this huge conflict in Ukraine. Yeah. And it's weighing heavily in my heart because I have uh, friends, uh, some former students that, that 
that are over at the there's a big Adventist college. It's actually yeah. larger than Southwestern. Yeah, same same. Um, I, there's I, know some I think from there. 24 Adventist uh, schools yeah. that are there as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and so you know, I'm kind of hearing firsthand reports from people I know uh, that are putting their lives in danger. And you have to have to admire their, their president Zelensky. Oh man. Yes. You know, I mean, he could escape. He said, "I don't need a ride. I need ammunition." Yeah. Right? Yeah. But no, and, and, incredible. And we're not we're not saying we're all for the violence. What we're saying is we're all for a leader who is saying, "I'm not going to abandon my people." Yeah, and that's where I'm headed with this because what he's doing, whether he lives or dies, and I don't know what's going to happen yeah, even between now and by the time this the the podcast by this time this episode's <laughs> live. But what I do know, uh, irrespective, is here's a guy that inspires hope in his people. There you go. And I just, I just really admire that. And of course, this weighs on my heart and praying about because as Christians, we want to live. You know, we know that we live in a world of wars and rumors of wars, but we also want to be agents of peace, if if at all possible. You know, you know, Michael, I have to jump in here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't help but think of uh, this. And listen here, don't test my knowledge of scientific studies. This one's okay. actually pretty bad, but it's mice that were mm-hmm. drowned on purpose, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they put them in a, in a basically in a barrel, and they mm-hmm. lasted for, I believe it was like six minutes, mm. you know? And But once they were given a flotation vice for just a second, wow. uh, I think it was that minute, like two, one or two, and then they took it away. They lasted for nearly, like I think it was like for a day. They lasted like oh my six times the amount because, or, or like even more than that, almost 24 hours, because they had hope mm. that the flotation device mm-hmm. was going to come back. Yeah. And and putting things into perspective, mm-hmm. every time we have an interaction with Jesus, wow. a true interaction with Jesus, whether yeah. we see him through someone, whether it's through the word that comes alive to us, whether it's a an actual manifestation of the divine power of God coming and speaking to us, whatever it might be, when we have those things, it, it helps, gives us hope. And I'm telling you right now, don't let go of that. And if you haven't had that experience yet, mm-hmm. open up the word of God and ask Beautiful. for it to be real to you. And mm-hmm. I promise you, mm-hmm. you'll have those moments in your life where it actually becomes real. Love it. Yeah. Well, uh, moving right on to, to Wednesday by faith, Rahab and the rest, you're starting to head down that path. Yes. Um, let's <laughs> head, let's, let's go there. So Hebrews 1131, uh, it's just a wonderful verse there. It says by faith, Rahab, the prostitute did not perish with those who were dis- disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And uh, the lesson brings this out because, uh, well, it, it kind of asks this question, what, wh- why was Rahab, a pagan prostitute, included in this text of sacred biblical characters? Well, first of all, none of these biblical characters were sacredly spiritual, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> except for because yeah. of the merits and the cause and the righteous acts of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That were both moving forward and they also went uh, backwards in the past, right? Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. The blood of Christ covers all, that it's through the sacrifice of Christ. Mm-hmm. But also it's 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 like this. I, I love the song, uh, the vilest offender who truly believes a wonder a transport from Jesus receives, right? Love it. Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what we've done, mm-hmm. how we've done it, when we truly surrender and repent and turn back to God, Though our sins were once like mm-hmm. scarlet, they are now yeah. white as snow. Wow. And uh, we, we see a little bit of this, so much so, like it says in, in Joshua 2, 9 through 11, uh, Rahab uh, says that, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the fear of you has fallen upon us and that the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. And so then she she gives this plea and she talks about her, how, how her heart was melted. And as a result of that, her and I believe 
the, uh, some of her family members were saved as a result of her faith, right? Even more so, and I, uh, I think I might have mentioned this in the lesson, but, but we see that in Matthew chapter 1, lineage of that she's actually included in the lineage of Christ, mm. right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, so much so, like, it just blows our mind how much faith can actually, what faith can actually do for us. Yeah. When we truly believe, when we have that hope, and we grab a hold of it, and we don't let go for anything, mm-hmm. it can take us to marvelous places, even even after, uh, even uh, by the cause of ending up in Hebrews chapter 11. And so with that being said, Michael, take us home to Thursday's lesson, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Well, I think has to be one of the capstone texts of this beautiful book of Hebrews. Yes, it, yeah, it has to be. It <laughs> right? is. Uh, and I'll, I'll just read it because I, I think we just can't pass this up. We have to. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition for sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Mm. Profound words. And so much to unpack here. We've talked about the cloud of witnesses, all these different amazing stories. And, uh, you know, I, I tend to like to think of church history as a cloud of witnesses, right? That, right. You know, imperfect, as, as but, but yet... Um, the testimony, what, what's amazing is not the people themselves, whether it's biblical or later on in, in church history, but it's the testimony of who they point toward. Mm. And that's what this is talking about. And and anything that, that gets in the way of having a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's what it talks about, that whatever entangles, right? Right. Whatever hindrance, um, good or bad, cast it aside. Lay it aside. Leave yeah. it alone. Don't let it distract you <laughs> from Jesus. And and I love this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, or as the King James says, uh, looking um, uh, 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 or casting our eyes on Jesus. Um, and, and, you know, talking about 1888, since I've been just covering this in, in, in class, in Adventist history class, uh, you know, the, all that drama that happened between the... You know, the progressives of Jones and Wagner teaching righteousness by faith, this amazing Christ-centered emphasis in Adventism. And then uh, the old guard, Butler and Smith, who oppose, and they're kind of, you know, they Butler's wife has health problems. They have to kind of step aside, and Smith eventually will kind of step aside. They They have their own existential crises. The irony of 1888 in Adventist history... Yes is that the ones who were opposed later repented. Mm. Smith and Butler, they later repented and turned their lives around. Some historians have argued that they actually had made their greatest contributions to the church after they repented for being at the wrong side of 1888. And then Jones and Wagner themselves, Ellen White says, you know, if they were to lose their way, it wouldn't negate the message they had, this Christ-centered emphasis in Adventism. And yet they became proud and arrogant and 
um, didn't really heed counsel, and eventually right. they lost their way. And that, that's one of the interesting ironies, the tragedies, is the ones who made this huge contribution lose their way. The other ones um, that opposed, and, and I like to think about that, that it should offer us a sense of humility in our Christian experience, right. that even if we are on the wrong side of things, that you know it's not too late for us. And, and if we are actually preaching what you know needs to be preached— not to be so proud that we don't actually do lose our way. <laughs> the reason I thought of that specifically in the whole 1888 drama in Adventist history right. is at the very end of Uriah Smith's life, right before he dies, mm -hmm. one of his last books is titled Looking Unto Jesus. Hmm. It's taken from this verse. Yeah. Beautiful. This need to always come back to Jesus and that there's hope for each and every one of us. And I love, love that keeping our eyes, fixing our eyes unto Jesus looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Um, this is, this is I tell you, this is the challenge. I, I mentioned I'm working on this book, right? The, right. And Adventism yeah, yeah, and yeah. fundamentalism. You are. Greatest heresy in Adventist history is last generation theology. Yeah. Not because it's not a bad idea that there will be a last generation. Yes. But the heresy of last generation theology is when we make that last generation all about ourselves. Yeah. And it's never about us. It's always about Jesus. Jesus. And do it's I dare say Jesus. pride comes before the fall? Yeah. And and what's intriguing about um, this area that I've been studying a lot, and I guess I just can't help it because I've been immersing myself so much into this topic, um, is and, and the why the in the 1920s and Adventism and fundamentalism became toxic or problematic in a sense is in that it allowed certain people to start focusing so much on their theology and behavior so that they made their Adventist experience about themselves. And and that's 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 why last generation theology, last generation theology, if it's fixed on Christ, is a good thing. But when it's fixed on us, mm. it's a toxic thing. There we go. And so um, whatever time period you want to look at in Christian history, that cloud of witnesses, we need Jesus, Buster. You know, Michael, I was going to ask you this question, which is, how, how, how do we do that? How do we lay aside every weight? But you just answered it, which is, it's about the fixation of our eyes. It's about yeah. the treasure of our hearts. Mm -hmm. It's about what it, what do we value, right? Yeah. When you yeah. value Jesus and you lift him up, and you, it doesn't matter what side you're mm -hmm. on, right? Mm -hmm. We're not here to, to tell you, like, you better be ultra traditional. We're not mm -hmm. here to tell you, you better be extra on the left or right or anything like yeah. that. We're exactly. saying you better be ultimately looking and fixating your eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he will lead you towards, and do I dare say the word, balance. Yeah. And, and you know, talking about 1888 and Ellen White, the, you know, the thing I really admire about Ellen White and her Adventist past is what a balanced person she was. Yes. The problem is, is that we've not been very good at being as balanced. <laughs> we, we like the pendulum. <laughs> yeah. And so whether we go to the extreme of the right or the left, we get off kilter. And, and really the, the core problem, the core root of it all is we lose sight of Jesus. Yeah. 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 So hopefully, uh, audience, we keep our eyes fixated on Jesus. This, yeah. And not on man, right? And yeah. that includes yourself. Mm -hmm. Take your eyes off yourself and get them back onto Jesus Christ. Well, I can't think of a better way to put a wrap for this week, Buster. Right, I'm with you. All right. So this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. 
By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.